one word you would use to summarize these poll findings? Well, puzzling because when you look at the atmospheric conditions, even though the president has improved a little bit and the Democrats improved a little bit, most people are, are uh, concerned about inflation, crime, immigration, issues that are cutting against the Democrats so severely, and yet they're hanging in there, right? With 51-49 in the congressional horse race, they've even improved their standing slightly, you know, from the 50-50 that it was. So this is a puzzling and important poll. Yeah, and from my vantage point here in Washington and covering campaigns, for the past month, we have seen Democrats really trying to make a lot out of these recent wins for Joe Biden, whether it was the Inflation Reduction Act being passed, um, you know, or him granting student loan forgiveness, or even uh, the victories for the abortion rights movements in various states like New York or even in Kansas. Um, do you expect this trajectory to continue for Democrats going into November? Well, I would be surprised if it does, because I think the Democrats have have shot everything, you know, unless maybe the president's going to forgive every mortgage in the country as a next step. Uh, I think that he's kind of out of goodies of the basket. Um, I think Congress isn't going to pass, a, you know, another piece of major legislation. Uh, and also, I think that the, 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 the MAGA speech kind of went too far. And, and I think that, that there are a lot of uh, message uh, points here that the Republicans could win on if they start to get their act together. And we're beginning to see some Senate races that uh, that had some upside down uh, polling that was that was really favorable to the Democrats, you know, tighten up. Right, right. And with the MAGA speech that President Biden delivered in Philadelphia, that was so fascinating to me because it seems like Democrats have increasingly been using that message, which shocks me in a way, because last year in Virginia, that was Terry McAuliffe's message. And we obviously know what happened there. So, I mean, does this, I mean, it seems like it's almost for, for some of these special elections that they've run in, it seems like it's almost a sugar high that this message has been working. So, uh, so correct me if I'm wrong, but you don't think it's sustainable. Well, look, I, I think it's a, it's, it's a dangerous message you know, for a lot of reasons. It, it is a genuinely divisive, you know, to the country, number one. Uh, number two, it, it doesn't go for swing voters, right? I mean, the, the, the Democrats are just trying to hold on to their existing voters. And, and that's really not enough. You know, they, they've got to make some gains with swing voters. And to make gains with swing voters, you've got to come out of base messaging, like calling, you know, MAGA Republicans semi, semi-fascists. And so, I think it's, it can rev up the base. It maybe can increase turnout one or two. But, you know, I'm a swing voter kind of guy. Yeah. And so so in, in this position, boy, you can look at this message and say, hey, it's better than what they had, which, after all, the president was barely seen as having, you know, being able to give a speech. And certainly he's been ducking interviews for months. I don't think he's, he's done a real interview. Uh, and so getting out there swinging, I think helps dispel the notion that that uh, you know he's not an effective president, but um, but I'm really I, I'm really worried about the message itself. You know that coordinated with kind of what's going on with the with the Justice Department, that that this accentuates kind of the divisiveness. And the main message that voters are saying is, you know, I want everybody to work together. I want to bridge these gaps, and and no one is really doing that. And that that's why if we do wind up with Joe Biden against Donald Trump, boy, I think there'll be a, a voter revolt of the center here like we haven't seen. But first, let's get through the midterms 
And what I, what I'd say about that is, hmm, uh, I think they could have done it in a way that brought the country together and, and really have expanded their base rather than just kept their base. Right. And speaking of those swing voters, what's the best message for them? Because from the Republican perspective, I'm hearing inflation, crime, the situation at the southern border. But Democrats seem to think over the past month that, hey, abortion could uh, rev up some of these swing voters, especially in the suburbs, especially among white suburban women. What's your view on that? Well, look, it's a 60 to 70 percent consensus view that the administration is doing a bad job on crime, inflation, and immigration. And so, so naturally, if you're a Republican, you should be hammering away at those areas where you can achieve national consensus. Uh, but I think just hammering away without some programs of, of your own, without really having a message base, without giving uh, people comfort that you're not going to strip them of all their uh, abortion and other, and other rights, I think is is an essential part of where they have to moderate their message somewhat, you know, uh, uh, as well. And I think on, on the on the Democratic side, you know, I would have hyped much more of the prescription drug reforms uh, in, in the in the bill. I thought that was far and away the most popular thing in the bill. And yet, all anybody hears about is electric cars. And so, I think the the you know the Democrats have to worry about the elitism of giving people electric cars and college loan, you know, and free college loans, yeah. right? It, it seems to cement them as the, as the party of the elites. Right, right. And speaking about the free college loans and the debt forgiveness, uh, President Biden announced uh, last month, what, what was the reception to that? Because um, it seems like it wasn't as popular as maybe Democrats and the Biden administration would have hoped outside for outside of their base. Well, you know, its reception was pretty much split down the middle 50-50. Uh, 17% reported that, uh, that they would benefit from it, but, but I think 20% said that they would be harmed by it. Uh, and so, look, among the 17%, I think, I think it operated well. I think there are some vulnerabilities in it that the Republicans have yet to fully exploit. Like, hey, it's unfair. I'm a welder. Nobody gave me, you know, the benefit. Uh, and I'm, you know, who's paying uh, for all this? I am, right? Mm -hmm. I, I think the Republicans, you know, could mobilize some more messaging against it. By itself, it's kind, of, it's, it's mostly neutral. And then, and then I, you know, and we had most people, a majority, think that probably is unconstitutional because the president alone shouldn't be able to spend five hundred billion or a trillion dollars without explicit congressional authority. And I suspect that at some point the courts are going to have to have some say here. I think from the Democrats' point of view, they'd love for the courts to chime in before the before the midterms are held. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I have a question about the polls findings with the cost of education itself and, you know, what could happen if uh, colleges would just raise the price of tuition. I had an interesting conversation with Abigail Spanberger, uh, an incumbent Democrat in Virginia, who's facing a very tough reelection bid. And she was saying, you know, she didn't necessarily disagree with the president, but that the root of it, the problem itself was the cost of education or the education that's made accessible to the majority of American students or would be students. Do you think um, it would be better for the Democrats if they were to get right to the root of this problem and confront these elitist institutions like colleges and universities and say, look, um, you know, let's lower the prices here. 
Well, it might be better for the country. I don't know whether it's better for the Democrats going into the midterm. Yeah. You know, I don't think that the uh, the Democrats wagging a finger at the universities uh, is as helpful to them as giving out uh, free student loans, right? So uh, I, I do think that most voters, I think, you know, an overwhelming, a very strong majority said that this is going to do nothing for the for to lower the cost of, of education. Maybe the colleges are even going to raise their prices. I mean, it's not lost on a lot of people that the electric car companies raised their prices by $6,500 right after a $7,500 subsidy went into effect. So who really gets the money here? Um, it's, it's, an interesting, uh, it's an interesting thing when you give the loan forgiveness after the tuition has been charged. But I think in expectation of further, you know, uh, you know, loan uh, dismissals, I think colleges here have some more room. But you're exactly right. If you're if you're a Democrat in a marginal district, uh, you want to take advantage of some people being happy, but you don't really want to take it, put it out front as a major as a major message because there's really potential rebound there and particularly in more fiscally conservative suburban tax paying districts uh, where they really feel that they wind up footing the bill. Yeah, yeah. And I'm curious to get your take on the polls findings when it comes to immigration. I mean, I feel like the headlines here in the United States, especially in big cities like New York City, Washington, D.C., Chicago, has been about Greg Abbott sending uh, migrants that have crossed over the southern border to these cities that have sanctuary city laws in place. Um, do you think any of that has somehow impacted the polls finding on immigration or has there not been as much movement there? Uh, when it comes to political stunts, I think what uh, Governor Abbott is doing in Texas is is really the best, <laughs> the, really the best one. I think it is, it is, it is working like a charm uh, the, the, the mayors in these cities are, are going hysterical about relatively small numbers of migrants compared to what Texas has seen every day. Uh, if, if you notice in the poll, the one area where the president went down two points is immigration. Mm -hmm. And so I think that the, the, the idea or the message that, in fact, that the Biden administration policy is nothing more than open borders, I, I think is, is really burning through. Now, can that issue be made salient? Well, the more Abbott sends buses around the country, particularly the swing areas, it'll get salient right quick because you can see in the, in the Texas border how even heavily Democratic areas switch because it's really quite salient in those areas where their communities are personally affected. Yeah. Yeah. And what about the issue of crime? Um, you know, I remember last year when Eric Adams was elected the mayor of New York City, I heard a lot of moderate Democrats saying, yes, this is the answer to um, the criticism our party has gotten about defunding the police, because this is a you know former law enforcement official. He is you know more, probably more tough on crime than, say, other progressives and such. We've seen President Biden take a tough on crime approach when it comes to, uh, you know, providing more of that funding to law enforcement. He's changed a lot or revamped, I should say, a lot of his language when it comes to that. Do you think any of that has had any effect or do voters typically still see Democrats as weaker on crime compared to Republicans who they see as stronger? Uh, I, I think that the Democrats are trying to play a little late defense on that. Um, I, don't, I don't think it's really going to work much. I was really uh, bemused by the president's 100,000 
COP proposal. That, of course, is a retread from the Clinton administration in which that was one of our most talked about and most successful, uh, you know, anti-crime measures. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and I, I thought most of the journalists were not writing at the time, didn't realize that it was a retread, because I, I really didn't see that in many articles. But I don't think that really burned through. I think what's burning through is what happened in, in, uh, in Tennessee. Horrific events after horrific events, carjackings, muggings, rapes and killings. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I think that that's breaking through in the news in a way that we haven't seen since the 1980s. I think there's a lot more potential for that issue to be quite, quite damaging, and and the Democrats have a lot of catch up. Bail reform, you know, is a is a high negative. I mean, defund the police has been well thrown overboard, but but unless they throw bail reform overboard in a more substantial way, uh, it seems to me that so many of these these horrific events are, are being done by people who were let out early uh, in jail or didn't face bail. I mean, you know, somebody who was who's attempted, who's in, in jail for two or three years for attempted murder. I mean, that, that just doesn't strike people as making sense. Yeah, yeah. And while we're on this issue, it seems like Democrats are also trying to marry the two issues of crime and guns, particularly mass shootings and the availability of a lot of these high capacity firearms. Um, do you think that's breaking through at all? I mean, we have seen a number of, especially Uvalde, I mean, all of them, Uvalde, Buffalo, all of these horrible mass shootings seem to have, at least in the immediate impact, such a you know strong impact on American voters. But is the democratic strategy of making it part of the law and order messaging working or could it work? Uh, no. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, I, again, I've seen this movie before. Uh, we did the assault rifle ban uh, with, uh, with President Clinton. A lot of these things are, are retreads. Genuinely, generally, the voters see the emphasis by Democrats on gun control as ducking the real issues. Right. What, what the real issues are ultimately are people who commit violent crimes being arrested, prosecuted and punished. And, and the public doesn't care about somebody smoking marijuana on the street or, you know, or, you know, painting graffiti. They care about violent crimes and what's happening to them. And there's no substitute for that. And anything that looks like it's a dodge. And, and the other thing is that 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 a lot of the Democratic gun control measures are seen as targeting the rural areas when there's very little crime, very few murders in those areas. It's all in the inner cities. Mm -hmm. And on the issue of inflation, um, you know, I think at the beginning of the summer, there was quite a bit of news coverage about inflation, rising gas prices. Gas prices have seemed to come down a little bit, which uh, Democrats have certainly pointed to and have really touted. But do you think inflation is as strong of an issue today as it was in, you know, May or April or even June? Oh, it's definitely weakened. I think there was a there was an inflation frenzy two or three months ago. Uh, it was unlike anything I've seen because, because people were reporting economic conditions just far worse than the pandemic. And the pandemic was a total halt of so much of our economy. And uh, so uh, I do think that that, that frenzy has, has come down a little, but we're going to have some more government numbers here. Mm -hmm. and, and those government numbers are going to tell a story. And, and if they're, government numbers are, you know, six something and 
really showing a big decline, that that could be pretty good for the the Democrats if they're still in the eights. I don't I don't know that the president's not going to be able to go out and say there's zero inflation again if it's if they're in the sevens or eights. And I think if they're in that range, people are just going to see that. Look, it was the, the argument's pretty pretty simple. It's the Democrats, as Larry Summers predicted, controlling Congress, overspent, and who's paying me. It's a very simple argument. I don't know why uh, the Republicans, you know, haven't made simple spots, you know, that just that just say nothing more than that. But but I think this round of numbers will kind of say, is this going to is this going to heat up? You know, gas prices have come down somewhat, and so you find actually for a change very accurate readings in the polls uh, that are close to what the real economic numbers are, and and oftentimes. People's attitudes towards the economy are just completely removed from what's really going on. I think in this case, when it comes to inflation, they feel the prices at the pump. They see them at the at the they see them in the grocery stores. Yeah, it's it's fascinating. I know we only have a few minutes left, but wanted to get your take on the findings um, in the poll on the FBI Justice Department investigation into Trump and those documents. Were you surprised by what you saw? I was very surprised. I mean. This is the third rail of politics today. The, what the Justice Department uh, is doing and the way they're doing it has a maximum potential for dividing the country even further. Um, you know, most people think that, that the Justice Department should have proceeded by making a motion in court. I mean, even that was done for the, the Watergate tapes. Nobody went to the White House and seized the Watergate tapes. Uh, and, and there are so many ways that if they wanted to, they could have resolved things, even in a fight, but in a fight where both sides go before a judge, where a judge and not, you know, FBI agents, you know, are really making the decisions about what happens and what has to be, uh, what happens has to be produced. And, and so you're not seeing that. And I think that's, that's, that surprisingly has shot uh, President Trump's numbers up so that his personal numbers are significantly higher than Biden's. And, and that's not the case a couple of months ago. Uh, and so, so they have, you know, if the idea here was to knock Trump out, they've brought Trump back in. Uh, and, and, and what the Justice Department is doing, I think, is going to further deteriorate, you know, their image as, as an unbiased enforcer of the law. And, and I, think, I think there's particularly issues relative to the Hunter Biden. I thought there'd be issues relative to Hillary, but, you know, I always say the American public has about a six month memory. They don't <laughs> even remember what was going on with Hillary at this point. The, the Hunter Biden story, though, you know, most people in this poll called for an independent counsel. Um, most people think that the, the tech companies working with the White House have been censoring what they what they get to see. These are just clear, you know, findings in, in this poll. And, and I think if the Justice Department goes down one track of doing everything to go after Trump and nothing to go after, you know, Hunter Biden, that's just going to become more and more obvious. I was quite surprised, you know, that we have, I think, 58 percent who said it was right to appoint a special master. I was surprised that the FBI and the Justice Department didn't say, we've got no problems with a special master. Sure, we want supervision. We want to be totally above board. Instead, they're appealing any attempt to supervise their activities. And and I think people are, you know, are, are showing considerable concern about that in this poll. Right, right. Well, Mark, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thank you. Look forward. Next poll is going to next month's poll. Go to 
Remember, go to harvardharrispoll.com and, and take a look at, at, you know, at the poll and all the crosstabs. You know, we try to post everything so that everybody can see, you know, if they don't like one question, look at another. We try to hit all of the different angles here. So I think next month it's going to tell us the answer to this riddle. Uh, as you point out, are the Democrats going to get continued momentum on a couple of the issues they've driven? Or is the, this going to come back to earth if there's continued inflation, crime, and, and what people see as an open border uh, where, where this is going to lead to a much stronger Republican victory and will once again uh, be fooled by, uh, by some, some polling that suggests otherwise? We'll be watching out for it. Thank you.